0: What's going on guys, Dyslexic Doodle Bob here, back again with another video. Today I'm going to be telling you guys the story of a time a crazy lady on my flight ended up getting kicked off and almost got the flight grounded. It's a pretty crazy story. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? And I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we get into that, if you guys are excited for the story, be sure to press the like button. Our likes are down, guys, and our spirits are down because of it. If you press the like button, it's actually proven that the, uh, the genie, Will Smith's genie, will come out of its bottle and grant you three wishes. No joke, no scam press the like button and you will get three wishes exactly from Will Smith. I'm not kidding. So this story takes place about, uh, three months ago. I was actually flying over to Norway to hang out with Benji for a week because, you know, that's what we do. For those of you who don't know, the YouTuber Benji and I are actually half-brothers. We have the same dad, so I I go visit him relatively often. But anyways, I was hopping on this flight to fly over to Norway and have a good old time hanging out, doing what we gotta do. Just hang out with my brother, you know? And I get on the flight and everything's going pretty normally. I've done this flight a few times, so I didn't expect it to. To be that different or that weird because you know, when you hop on an airplane, you don't expect crazy ladies to start screaming about how God's gonna blow up a plane. That's just not what you expect when you're hopping on an airplane. No one's in TSA security going, Oh, you're right, man, take my water bottle, but definitely be sure to ask the crazy lady if she thinks God's gonna blow up the plane, too. You know, but like I said, the flight seems pretty normal. I'm sitting next to a business dude, we're talking about stuff. He asked me if I speak Norwegian. I'm like, What do I look like, a Norwegian guy? And he says, Yes. And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit. I don't speak Norwegian, by the way. And, uh, and a young girl, and we're just talking. Talking about where we're going where we're gonna be just a normal flight conversation And then from about three rows back, I start hearing this incoherent babbling and no It was not Norwegian even though that language sounds made up It was actually a lady mumbling under her breath and I could pick up every few words And it was stuff about God and rapture and just the type of stuff You don't want to be hearing when you're about to fly over an ocean, you know I'm not trying to end up in a season of lost. All right, they're not gonna reboot it with me as the main character I'm not a fan of that plus I already play spider-man So we all know that I can't be in another tv show Regardless, there's this babbling crazy lady talking about God and the rapture, and I'm like, alright, well, we're off to a great start. Everyone knows that planes and uh, people babbling religious stuff Always ends up well, but she quiets down before the pilot starts talking, so I kind of forget about it, it kind of slips my mind, I'm not really focused on it, you know, I'm kind of watching the Avengers or something, I don't know. And then, about 15 minutes later, right before takeoff, she starts screaming more, and this time it's God's gonna take down the plane, God's gonna take down the plane! Which is not what you want to hear before you take off on a flight! So the stewardess walks over to her and tells her to calm down, which is just the worst, you know? You never tell someone babbling like a crazy person to calm down, because all that does is trigger them even more. And she goes, No, no, heathen, God's gonna take down the plane. And the stewardess has the look on her face like, I do not get paid enough for this, all right? I'm about to be on a 14 hour flight across the Atlantic. And you expect me to sit here and babysit crazy kooky Carrie over here, babbling about how God's gonna strike down our plane with lightning? No, thank you. So she says, Ma'am, if you don't stop, we're gonna have to escort you off the plane. We're gonna have to ask you to leave. And she goes, No, no. No, I'm telling you, the plane's going down. Don't get on this flight. Don't get on the flight. God's gonna strike it down. And at this point, people are starting to panic, right? Because, um, you know, a- as crazy as this lady is, it's not exactly the most calming thing you ever want to hear before you take off on a plane. Not to mention, if the plane does go down at this point, we're all to blame because the crazy lady has warned us, alright? She has warned that the plane is going to blow up. So if it does blow up and we didn't listen to the crazy lady, now our funerals are just awkward because everyone's like, well, you should have listened to the lady with, you know, fruit flies. In her hair or whatever. So everyone's getting massively uncomfortable and the stewardess calls to the pilot and says, you know, we're going to have to unlock the cabin doors because this lady is absolutely losing it and people are starting to get scared. So the pilot makes an announcement with his, oh, this is your captain speaking. We're going to have to escort past passenger off the plane. Please accept this delay and blah, 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 blah. So now people are starting to panic and are like, well, I don't want to be on the plane if she thinks it's going to blow up. Yada, yada, yada. And the stewardess is like, no, we're not letting like a million people off the plane. Okay. This lady's clearly having a mental breakdown we're just gonna cool it, we're gonna let her off the plane, and we're gonna go about our business. No big deal, no harm, no foul. So they open the cabin. these guys come on, they take the lady off the plane, and the cabin doors close again, and there's some people kind of nervous about the flight, but nobody really, like, got off, that I know of. Plus, she made it very clear that you are not getting a refund if you get off the plane, and you know, uh, tickets to Norway aren't exactly what we call cheap, okay? That's like 17 videos worth of money right there, so it- it's definitely not worth it. But regardless, uh, the door closes, we get the lady off the plane, and we go about our flight. However, 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 due to the massive amount of panic before the flight, the Pilot is basically murmuring with the stewardesses and I'm overhearing bits and pieces of the conversation as they're walking back and forth. And I guess they were almost about to ground the flight because they didn't know if there were other people she was with on board and the panic that she had caused in the crowd. It was just not a good situation. So here I am, my plane takes off an hour late. We don't get struck out of the air by God sent lightning. Thankfully, you know, Thor was just really looking out for me. Maybe he's a fan of the channel. Thor, if you're watching this, I appreciate you for not blowing up my plane. And uh, yeah, I got to Norway and hung out with Benji. But moral of the story is, try not to be a crazy lady on a plane screaming about how everything's going to blow up because you will get kicked off and you won't get a refund. To that lady, if you're watching this, thank you for scaring all the other passengers and making me an hour late. I really appreciate it. When you get to college, it's really your first taste of freedom in your life. You know, it's the first time where your parents really don't have control over you. And when I got to college, I really, really enjoyed that. I was part of this program in school that was basically an accelerated credit system where I would get more school done at a time than most college students. And one of the perks of this program was that we would travel a lot in order to get hands-on learning. So not only was I experiencing freedom for the first, time but I was also in a hotel room for significant portions of the year with no rules other than don't get the cops called on you and I still somehow managed to break that one and today my story I'm going to be telling you guys is about this time where uh, we threw a party in our hotel room while we were on a school trip and the cops ended up coming and it was just an overall crazy party Basically, Project X Mobile in a hotel room, you know how it is. But before we get into that, if you guys could press the like button, I would really appreciate it. It helps out the channel a ton. And without further ado, let's get into this party time, all right? 1v1, me no scopes only. So we were on this school trip in LA and we were all (laughs) going to school in Utah, which is basically where parties go to die. Like if there was one state in the country that was just the worst place to throw parties, it would be Utah. I would literally rather throw a rager in Wyoming and South Dakota than another party in Utah. There's a lot of reasons for that. But regardless, there's not a lot of parties going on in Utah. So here we are in the middle of L.A., just getting super hyped about the fact that we're in the biggest city on the West Coast with the cutest girls and basically having the recipe for the greatest night of our lives. And like I said, it was the first time that a lot of us had freedom. We were in this hotel room, but for the most part, after 8 p.m., our teachers didn't care what we did as long as we didn't get the cops called on us. So we were just doing our best to have a great time. And me and my friends had the bright idea to throw a party. We had a hotel room. We were good-looking, young guys. From out of the state who would never see anyone again. Why not? It's what you do So we decided just hop on tinder and start swiping right as much as humanly possible And every girl we match with we just give them the address and the room number and say come through and this is a really small room So we're thinking like hey, you know we get five ten people in here It'll be a good time and we invited like 30 people thinking that you know Maybe five or six of them would show up. They'd bring a couple of friends. We'd be golden not nothing to worry about There's no way this could get out of control If only we knew so the next thing that we decide to do is go and get some, uh, some, some party water. Some party water. You guys know on this channel we like to stay hydrated, all right? Because Susan doesn't like the other word. So we go and get enough party water to get 10, 15 people reasonably hydrated and we're coming back to the room, and our one friend texts us and goes, it's crazier than we expected, and we're like, oh, did 11 people show up? Like, wow, it can't be that crazy. Our room's not big enough. We only invited a few people. There's no way it's going to be crazy, and as we're walking down the hallway, we hear blaring loud music in, like, 30 people, and we open the door, and it looks like a sardine can full of people, shoulder to shoulder, just basically a packed house. The lights are off. There's just loud music playing, and I'm like, oh, no, we are in over our heads, ladies and gentlemen." gentlemen. What was supposed to be five to six people has turned to, and I counted, 23 people crammed into this little hotel room, dancing, grinding, doing all that nasty party stuff in one location. And immediately, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to last long, so we're going to enjoy it. So we're enjoying it, having the time of our lives. And what I expect to be 20 minutes until the hotel management comes and shut it down is like an hour. And then we get a knock on the door, and we open it, and it's some dude in a suit there. And he basically goes, hey, guys, you know, we're getting some noise complaints from the people around you. Can you just cool it off? And I'm being reasonable, or at least attempting to be, and I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. But, But from behind me, some drunk girl walks up to the door and goes... I don't know who you think you are, but you have no right to tell people what to do in this hotel. And he's like, well, I do. I'm the manager. And I'm like, yeah, she's not in our room. And she goes, whatever, man. I'm saying is you're really ruining the party vibe and slams the door in his face. So here I am in a hotel room that I don't pay for, with a school trip that I probably could get kicked off of if we got in trouble, with a girl that just slammed the door on Mr. Mosby like she's sweet Life of Zack and Codying it out here. I respect the manager. I'm not trying to run in your lobby, bro. I'm just trying to have a good time. So it's at this point I'm realizing that we are getting a little bit out of control, and I decide the best approach is to get people out of the room. So what do I do to do this? I remember that there's a pool deck with a hot tub. So I go, hey, does everybody want to go swimming? And of course, everyone's like, oh my god, yes. So we slowly corral all these drunk people down the hallway, or we're attempting to, when the sweet Life of Zack and Cody girl, that Mr. Mosby, the guy coming to our door to tell us that we're being too loud, vomits in the middle of the hallway. And when I mean the middle of the hallway, I don't mean off to the side, I mean the middle of the carpet. Basically, if you were walking around shoeless in this hotel and stepped down the middle of the hallway, you'd step into a knee-high puddle of Zack and Cody vomit. That is the situation the 411 that is currently going down right now so she throws up in the middle of the hallway and we get down to the pool and (laughs) we get we get a text from a few of our other classmates that were on our floor and they go hey the hall manager is trying to figure out who vomited in the floor and didn't clean it up we know it's probably the people that are with you we don't approve of the party get rid of them or we're going to get in trouble So now our other classmates that aren't staying in our room are getting frustrated with us. They're looking for the girl that threw up in the hallway. Mr. Mosby is angry because not only did he get the door slammed on his face, now he's got to go clean up vomit. I feel bad for the poor dude, but listen, it it doesn't end there. So now we have 26, 27 people on the middle of this pool deck, and they decide that they're going to start inviting more people, which is probably not a good idea, but I think I was too focused on um, hi- hydrated things at this point, so I'm just living life, not even noticing, except suddenly more and more people start showing up, and now we're getting up there, we're getting, you know, 50, 60 people on this pool deck, all drinking, all having a great time and it's loud. It is very loud. Not only do we have blaring music, but 60 hydrated people is a pretty loud thing. It's not easy to ignore whatsoever. Like, not ever has there been 60 people talking in one room and everyone been like, "Ah, oh, this is really peaceful and not at all distracting to me trying to sleep in my hotel room at all. So it's getting super out of control, and here comes Mr. Mosby back onto the pool deck, and he's like, look, I know most of you don't even stay at this hotel, you need to leave now, and he's trying to clear it out, and of course people aren't listening to the poor guy, he's a solid 5-2 trying to break up a party with like 60 people, it's not going very well, we're loud, we're obnoxious, we're hydrated, I genuinely feel bad for the guy having to do his job, because it's not going to be a fun job to do right now. So he's trying to figure out who actually is staying in the hotel so he can, you know, get some semblance of order and figure out what's going on. And we're just kind of laying low. He's like, who actually stays at this hotel? And we're just not raising our hand. He's yelling. He's telling everybody to get out. And he goes, if you guys aren't out of here in 20 minutes, we're calling the cops. And everybody just kind of looks at him, laughs at Mr. Mosby, and keeps going about their business because – I don't know. I I just feel like the cops are going to come and break up the party. Like, there really wasn't much of a consequence. They can't arrest all 60 people. It's just not possible. So whatever. Everything keeps going down. I'm feeling bad. I'm trying to do my best to stay out of trouble. So I decide that I'm going to go back inside and go back to our room because the last thing I want to do is when the cops show up and Mr. Mosby goes, I want every person at this party removed from the premises and, uh, you know, we get kicked off the school trip and we don't get the credits for our college classes that we're paying for that's not going to be a good situation. So I go back to the room and I'm just laying in bed on my phone and I hear the cops pull up and I hear the sirens. And at this point, the pool deck is to my right, right outside my window, so I can see what's going down. And I see the cops stop pulling up to the pool deck. They're getting people out. They're saying, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. And of course, as it slowly starts to file down, only my two friends that are staying in the hotel are the people that are left. And he goes, well, you guys need to go. They're like, oh, we're staying here. And Mr. Mosby goes what are you guys with? I need your room numbers. I need all this. And I'm like, oh no, this is bad. This is really, really, really bad. So I decide that I'm going to do my best to save them. So I go back down to the pool deck and I open the door and I go, guys, guys, this is where you've been? Like, come on, we need to go to bed. And he's like, oh, are they with you? And I'm like, yeah, we were trying to sleep in our room. That's our room right there. And I pointed our room and I'm like, look, we heard a lot of noise on the pool deck. I don't know where these guys, they said they were going to come check out what was going on. And he's like, oh, so you guys didn't throw the party? And we're like, no, no, of course not. And he goes, well, what about earlier when I told you guys that we, we had a noise complaint from your room? And I'm like, well, man, we tried to kick everybody out after we got the noise complaint because we didn't want to get in trouble. We felt bad about keeping up guests. So we, we kicked him out of our room. They must have just come to the pool deck and started partying on their own. And he's like, wow, you know, I, I didn't think about it that way. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I was trying to go to bed. Look, I'm in my pajamas. And he's like, look, I really don't appreciate you guys throwing this party. I don't appreciate the unruly behavior. You've really disrupted a lot of our guest nights, but I'm not going to kick you out of the hotel. I am going to let your professors know about your highly unprofessional behavior. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, tell my teacher. That's cool. That's fine. As long as we don't get kicked out of the hotel, we're good. So the cop's like, all right, well, if you don't want him taken off the premises, my job's done here. So he leaves. I get my friends back to the room. The door closes to our hotel room. And they're like, oh my God, you are the greatest liar of. Of all time you managed to get us out of trouble like how did you do that i'm like well you idiots you guys kind of really messed up we really could have gotten in trouble we could have gotten kicked out of the hotel you're lucky that they bought my stupid story about random people getting kicked out of a party and just going to party on a random pool i don't know why they believe that but thank you for not kicking us out of the hotel mr Mosby. you you great boy we did not run in his lobby for the rest of the trip, and I made sure that it was only us hanging out in the room every night because it was not worth getting kicked out and losing our college credits, for sure. <gasps> Ryan, we didn't know you were such a badass. Yeah, neither did until I did this. Listen, I'm gonna warn you all, I am basically a criminal after this story, so if you like the positive look you have on me as a great role model, you might want to click off now, but if you want to hear some juicy gossip, press the like button, because you know that's what we do around here. Basically, this story takes place in sixth grade. I, I will warn you guys, I was a bit of a savage, you know, way above the average. Our school had a really, really strict policy against gum. I'm not sure why they were so against gum. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten in less trouble for selling drugs than I did for this story. But uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Now, as I said, my school was super against gum, but this also led to there being a bit of a black market for gum at our school. You could make some serious profit, like you could sell an individual piece of gum for a dollar. And considering a pack only costs like $3, you can see that this was a very lucrative business. And me being the smart businessman I am, I decided that I was going to take advantage of this and I was going to start selling gum at school. So I would fill my backpack up at the convenience store every day with gum, pay for it. I wasn't stealing for anything and I would go to school and I would basically sell out every single day and I was making bank. Like I would go to school with five, ten packs of gum and I was leaving school with two, three hundred dollars every single day selling each individual piece for a dollar. I was hustling, okay? I was making bank. I started to get some clout around the school. Everybody wanted to be my friend. Everybody wanted free gum. And, you know, I started to have a little bit of a crew. And then I decided that I would delegate this task to other people. So I would buy the 50 packs of gum. I would give other people the gum. And I would say, you can keep half of what you sell because I was making a lot of money per pack. I was making $15, $30 a pack, depending on what like brand you bought. And I was only paying like $3 per pack. So I started giving other people packs of gum, just trying to figure out how to make more money. So now I started to make $300, $400 Three $400 a day after my cuts and everything was getting done so I was basically running a little drug empire with gum at my middle school but you know when you give kids gum they don't tend to know what to do with it responsibly so gum started ending up on desks and on the floor and all over the place and they started looking trying to figure out where the gum was coming from because there was no gum in the vending machines, they would confiscate all the gum that they saw, there was just no way that, they, that this much gum was getting through unless somebody was bringing it into the school, there's no way this much gum was being just brought in by each individual kid somebody had to be bringing it in and then giving it out so teachers started keeping an eye out for gum and started to snitch very easily people started to get incentivized to snitch out where they were getting the gum there was homework passes there were all these things that were basically making it that if you told on where you got your gum you would get rewarded you wouldn't get in trouble for chewing it if you said where you got it from so one day i go into class running my little empire i'd made you know five six thousand dollars off selling gum at this point because i'm an absolute savage And we just really, uh, you know, was going about my business, trying to get my gum empire off the ground. I'm giving everybody their packs, and I hear over the intercom, Ryan, please report to the dean's office. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's about my grades because they were kind of slipping. Maybe it's something else. Like, I doubt it's the gum. There's no way I'm going to get caught. So I go into the office, and this is right before school started, so they must have, like, seen me walk by the office because you had to walk by to go in. And they basically say... We know you're the one that's bringing gum into the school and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Plausible deniability if they can't prove it you're home free and they go, "Yeah, we have you on surveillance cameras giving away packs of gum to like 30 kids in the morning and getting getting money at the end. We're going we're going to, you know, we know that's what you're doing." And I'm like, "Well, I don't I don't think so. It's not it's not the case at all." And they're like, all right, we'll open your backpack. And I'm like, no, you need a search warrant for that. I had watched enough Law & Order at this point to think that's how it worked, but little known fact, in America, that's not how it works. Basically, uh, they can search whatever they want, when they want, as long as you're on school property, and if you decline, you get expelled. So I open my backpack and they dump it out and there's like two mechanical pencils, three pieces of paper, and just three, 400 packs of gum just pouring out of my backpack. 400 might be a bit of an exaggeration. There's a lot of gum in my backpack and they go, look, we knew it. Are you selling it or are you giving it away? I'm like, well, I'm selling it. And they're like, well, how much are you selling a piece for? And I said 10 cents because I knew that they were going to try to run my hustle and they were going to try to take the money. And I was like, I'm not letting that happen. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to suspend you. We're basically treating this investigation as if it's drugs. And I'm like, what? You're treating me like a drug dealer because I'm selling gum in your school? Like, are you kidding me? Are you you high? (laughs) Haha, I get it. So they call my parents in and they're basically like, we have bad news. You might want to sit down for this. Your son has been selling gum on the premises and my mom's like "What? what is this really what he's in trouble for my dad's like well how much are you selling gum for and i say 10 cents and i wink at him and he goes okay And then uh, they basically tell me that I'm getting suspended for five days because I was selling uh, contrabanded substances on the premises of the school. And my dad's like, are you kidding me? You're actually going to suspend my son from school because he was selling gum? And they're like, yes, we have very strict rules here. They're like, all right, well, um, guess guess that's it. All right, that's fine and whatever. Like they, they weren't really mad at me because, you know, I was just hustling. I was getting my hustle on. So we go to the car, and my dad's like, Well, how much were you really selling the gum for? I'm like, A dollar a piece. And he goes, Oh, you must have been clearing house. The profit margins on that are insane. I'm like, Exactly. I was killing it. My dad's like, All right, well, we're going to take the money and you're we're going to put it towards your first car. We're not happy you got suspended, but I think them suspending you for nearly a week because of the fact that you were selling gum is ridiculous. And I was like, Yeah. He said, All right, well, That's basically it. You're not in trouble with us. Uh, Enjoy your five-day vacation. And I played Xbox and had a great time, played a lot of Call of Duty. And, uh, yeah, you know, I ended up buying a car with all the money I made from selling gum. So it's a hustle, man, but it's a hustle that's worth it. Realistically, I don't regret anything. Uh, If you're watching this, Mr. Maxwell, my dean, eat shit because I'm still hustling every day selling gum out on the streets of Compton. Today I'm going to be telling you guys the story of the time this kid, uh, did a Minecraft show during a talent show at my school in high school and uh, just made everybody cringe for a solid 25 minutes straight But before we get into that press the like button Otherwise you won't find any diamonds no joke no scam You will never find another diamond in Minecraft if you don't press the like button right this second No, I'm not kidding. This is super super serious guys and without further ado. Let's get into some cringe So in high school every year my school would put on a talent show generally found to you know figure out what kids had talent and Which ones didn't And of course, I don't really have any talent, I play video games and talk about stuff on the internet, that's by far my biggest talent. So I was never involved in being in the show, but I had a lot of talented friends that could play music and do cool stuff and they would always be like, hey Ryan, can you come to the show and support me? And I'm not gonna say no. If my friend wants me to come support him while he's showing off his talent, absolutely, no problem. So this year was no exception. My friend was playing guitar in the talent show and was like, hey Ryan, you know it'd mean a lot to me if I came. And I was like, yeah, for sure, man. That's what she said. But I'll definitely try to stop by and watch the talent show, no problem, because that's what you do. You support your friends. And if you don't support your friends, you're kind of a bad friend. So the night comes and I head into To my school's auditorium, ready to, you know, watch some talent shows, see what my school has to offer in terms of people with naturally good abilities, and hopefully have a great time, get a good story out of it. Uh, Because my friend would win or something. I don't really know and what I found was so much better than just someone playing the guitar ladies and gentlemen So as I was walking in they handed out this little brochure that had everybody's talent and what their show was gonna be and who they were And about halfway down three acts after my friend was the Minecraft club You see my school was super open to having clubs They thought it made them look better to like school boards and whatnot So basically any club that anyone wanted to make the school would just let you do it and uh, a group of kids that I'm gonna politely say were nerds nerds without using a different word, decided that they were going to start a Minecraft club. And every day after school, they would hang out in this teacher's computer lab and play Minecraft for hours at a time. And they were pretty much a meme amongst the school. They would always do really funny things at the Minecraft club that were pretty cringy. And most of the people in school, like, they were pretty harmless. But, you know, it was just kind of something we would laugh out amongst ourselves that the Minecraft club was a real thing at our school. And now they were doing a show in the talent show, which meant I just couldn't ignore it anymore. I was going to be faced with the hardest decision of my life. Do I laugh? And the description for what the Minecraft club was going to do at the talent show was the live world of Minecraft. And I knew instantly that this was going to be a classic take a picture for my cringe compilation material. So for the beginning of the talent show, I am waiting in patient anticipation of what I can only assume is going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. So it comes and goes. My friend does do a really good job. He's great at guitar. Really talented guy. I'm pretty sure you're watching this. Great job, bro. But finally, the lights dim and the announcer says, and welcome to the stage, the Minecraft club. And my eyes are glistening, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited to see what they have to offer. The C14 music starts playing, which makes me super nostalgic. Like, whenever I hear the Minecraft intro now, I just cry about the fact that I'm not a 12-year-old on my Xbox. But at the time, I was hyped. And out crawls, and yes, I mean crawls, a kid wearing a pink Painted cardboard box that looks like a minecraft pig and he is on all fours crawling across the stage And at this point I am like this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen because let me paint this picture for you here You are in an auditorium filled with people waiting to see talent parents grandmas everyone and on stage You is a 17 year old fat kid in a cardboard box painted to look like a minecraft kid crawling across the floor like some kind of snake demon from the game Doom, okay? That is the situation we're in. So, of course, I'm already trying to contain my laughter, and it's really difficult. Like, you tell me, watching a 17-year-old kid crawl across the floor in a pig costume isn't hard not to laugh at. And if you can not say that, then you have no sense of humor, and you kind of deserve whatever comes to you, because you have no soul, because that's the funniest thing I could ever imagine. But it doesn't just end with a kid crawling across the floor in a pig. The music's playing, and out walks a kid in full-blown cardboard Minecraft Steve armor well not armor just in the Minecraft Steve suit with a microphone and he goes gee what a strange world I sure am glad that I have my friends here to craft with me and out walks three more kids all wearing Minecraft skin renditions of themselves keep in mind this is high school it's not middle school it's not elementary school all of these people can basically drive and they are wearing Minecraft costumes on the stage Also, how bad for the kid that was the pig? Like, imagine your kid comes home, Mom, Mom, we're going to be in the talent show for Minecraft Club. You're like, oh, that's so great, honey. What are you? Well, most of them are going to be people, but I get to be the pig and I don't get to talk. (laughs) All right, son. All right. So whatever, these Minecraft characters on stage and they start going through a day in the life of Minecraft. They're punching trees and the entire audience is just silent because like I said, most people in the audience are parents, grandmas, people there to support their dear Aunt Sally. But there is a super loud corner of the auditorium and I look over and it's the parents of all the kids in Minecraft Club. And they're clapping and applauding and laughing at the play-by-play narration, which is basically a let's play going on live in front of us. So of course, I'm trying not to laugh because this is By far the cringiest thing I think I've ever seen in person. So for the next 10 minutes, I have to watch these kids break down Minecraft. There's full set design, by the way. This was not a small production. There's trees that they're punching and pulling blocks out of. They're talking about mining diamonds. And in the culmination of it all, ladies and gentlemen, the finale, after watching this for 20 grueling minutes of kids in Minecraft costumes going back and forth, the pig never left the stage, poor kid didn't even get to say anything other than oink the entire time. They go through the end portal, and they all hold hands with their little block arms and go, alright guys, together on three, friendship is key, and at this point, I can't hold it anymore, I'm laughing, the people in my row are looking at me, because I look like a terrible person, they said friendship is key, and I start giggling, but I mean, come on, there are people wearing Minecraft skins on stage, talking about how friendship is magic, like a bad episode of Barney the Dinosaur, in like 2015, and you expect me not to be giggling, alright, this is hysterical. This is the greatest thing I have ever seen. I wish I would have filmed it. If I had film of it, I would put it in the video right now. So I'm laughing hysterically, they jump in the end portal, and out comes, hanging up on wires, a fake Ender Dragon made out of paper. But you might be thinking, Ryan, it can't be that bad. It's a pretty sizable Ender Dragon, probably weighs enough to knock somebody down. That's going to be important. And I guess whoever was backstage trying to control the Ender Dragon was probably getting confused with their cardboard arms. Maybe got a cardboard cut on the top of his shoulder because as he's trying to maneuver it to be fighting the Minecraft characters that are supposedly sitting in front of me on stage it drops to the ground and knocks over three of the Minecraft players that are supposedly trying to fight the Ender Dragon. And the kids all just kind of look like, I don't know what to do. So it's not like it was planned or anything. So man down on stage, Saving Private Ryan is about to initiate. The Ender Dragon has basically crushed these kids' cardboard costumes, and if they're not saved soon, they might actually get smothered to death by a fake paper Ender Dragon at a talent show. And that would not be a way to go. Imagine on your tombstone, it says... Here lies Alex Smith, crushed by a fake papier-mâché Ender Dragon at a talent show. If only the talent was real. LOL, SMH, 69, no scopes only. Hashtag Ender Dragon for life. So now the entire audience is laughing and the fans and the parents of the Minecraft club are saying it's not funny stop laughing those are our children on stage sorry your kid has got RKO'd by a paper mache dragon and you expect people not to be laughing hate to break it to you people are definitely going to laugh at their misfortune it's nothing against you it'd be hilarious if anyone was crushed by a giant paper dragon it's even funnier because your kids are wearing fake Minecraft costumes so whatever they somehow get the paper dragon off the kids without incident and the rest of the talent show goes on Everybody's still Has the burning memory of four kids trapped underneath a paper mache dragon like it's no tomorrow And we get to the end and they're doing the award thing and they're basically like so uh, our judges have tallied the votes And in first place we have and it was some girl who was singing She was a really good singer And I swear the look on the Minecraft kids face when they didn't win was pure disgust and one of them goes Are you kidding me and the entire audience is like what is going on? Because here is the Minecraft kids saying that they should have won the talent show when they didn't even get to finish their entire play without somebody basically dying to their paper dragon. So they start getting mad at the fact that they didn't win the talent show, and the judges are kind of having this look on their face like, what? So they have to politely pity give these kids third place in the talent show for their absolutely disgusting, terrible Minecraft play, which was just not good to watch, it wasn't good acting, none of you are winning an Oscar, none of you are superheroes, you couldn't even do a Minecraft play right. And what's even funnier is when they came to school on Monday, people were making jokes about the fact that there was a, uh, a Minecraft show at the talent show, and they just couldn't wrap their hands around why that was funny to everybody. They thought we were just some silly haters, when in reality, when you're 16, 17 years old, the last thing you should ever want to do in public is dress up like a Minecraft character and have a play. Moral of the story, if your kid ever comes to you and says, Hey mom, can I please be in the talent show with me and my Minecraft club? Please say no, because the only thing that's going to happen is crowds are going to laugh at them. And if you have the audacity to get mad when your crappy Minecraft club doesn't win the talent show, then you're just a bad person, and uh, you shouldn't be surprised when things that are pretty obvious happen. That's like it raining and you being like, Oh my god, why am I wet? Well, because you did a Minecraft show with a talent show.